This morning we're going to spend uh, a fair amount of time talking about our family ministries, and so that's why I'm up here uh, as the youth and young adults minister um, to kind of introduce some things to you. Uh, but before we get into some of that discussion, I do want to mention, first of all, our life groups. And as we talk about church as family, um, I think life groups are an important part of that. When we think about a family, um, there's discussions you're able to have in a family and in a smaller group that maybe you can't have in the kind of context that we have right here with a whole bunch of people or uh, on a Sunday morning. So in your life group, there's ways that you can experience life together, that you can share life together, that you can talk with each other, that, that you can share with each other that you're just not able to do in this context. And so I really, really encourage you to be part of a life group. Uh, so we're just real quick going to show you what some of our life groups are and who some of our life group leaders are. So you'll see up on this slide, uh, we've got uh, Jonathan and Michiko and their group. Um, and sorry, my list just is not in the same order. Well, that's okay. Uh, they're up there. Uh, we've got Francis and Rachel Fasua. Um, we have got Ron and Chris Bailey. Um, and we've got uh, Peter Tut and his group uh, as well. I should mention that we've got the Shermans as well with, with Francis and his group um, as life group leaders. Uh, on our next slide here, uh, you've got myself and my wife, Rochelle, uh, we do a group for the young adults. Uh, Ryan and Dana Carroll uh, are going to be leading a group as well. Uh, Kevin and Patty Clark. Ryan and Carrie Nickel. Uh, we've got Daryl and Diane Bean. And then one more slide here. We've got uh, a life group uh, with Kelly and Robin. Uh, Eric and Randy Tyson. Uh, I should mention that they're not 100% sure what their life group is going to look like in the fall. If they'll be on their own, they might be joining another group. Um, so that's a little unsure, but we left them up there because if you're interested in joining them, you can still go talk to them, and, uh, and that'd be great. Uh, Steve and Linda Asen, uh, Miles and Dana Rippenhagen, and then in the middle there, um, we have David and Miriam Avia. And so I encourage you, find one of these people after service. If you're not already part of a life group, um, ask them what they're doing, um, how you can join them. If you're interested in what times they're all meeting, it's in your bulletin. Take a look at that. That would be great. Uh, but as I said this morning, I want to spend the majority of our time talking about our family ministries. And what I actually want to do for you this morning is I want to present to you both a challenge and an opportunity. So starting with the challenge, there's research uh, that's come out recently that suggests that 50% of teens that are actively part of a church, when they graduate from high school, they will leave the church and they will never come back. 50%. And this is true for churches across North America. These are difficult numbers. But at the same time, it's also important to realize that there are many exceptions to this rule. Here at the Calvary Church of Christ, we have a large number of kids, of teens, of young adults that are part of our congregation. And we have made it a priority to make ministry to our families and to our young people a key part of what we do. 
And so if you're in the first service, Kelly already mentioned that, that as a leadership, we've kind of set out and said, what are some key priorities that we want to focus on in the next year? And one of the three that we said we really want to focus on is our area of family ministries. Because we believe that God has blessed us with a great opportunity to reach the many young people who are already part of our church and the young people in our surrounding community. So despite some discouraging statistics about young people leaving the church, we also know that there are many churches bucking the trend that are doing an excellent job of integrating young people into their community as kids, teens, and then well beyond their graduation from high school. And there's lots of great research that shows us what some of the key factors are in effectively ministering to our young people. Uh, I'd love to share with you all of that research, but there's just not time to do all of it. But I do want to give you a couple highlights this morning. Uh, Important factors in keeping our young people engaged in the church. First thing is parental involvement. The research is very clear that the ministry of a church to its children and its teens is far more effective if parents play an active role. So if parents simply send their kids to Sunday school, send their kids to youth group, and expect someone else to teach them about God, well then in general, the, uh, the outcomes are not always what we would like. But if parents take an active role by volunteering in these programs, by talking at home about the lessons that their kids have learned at Sunday school, or perhaps by having family devotional times at home, when these things happen, the results are far more likely to be encouraging. And so we want to stress that parental involvement in our family ministries is of the utmost importance. And so there's two practical things we want to do with this just this morning. One is that I'll draw your attention to a document that we have uh, that is simply titled Parent and Children Expectations. Okay, so this is a document that just deals with some really practical things like what do I do if my kid's sick and I want to bring them to Sunday school? Um, it includes some things like a reminder to respect our teachers and respect the other students by arriving at class on time. Uh, other things like that, okay? So this, this is just some things that we as the church kind of expect from you. Uh, and it's in a document just like this that you'll find right by the doors on the way out. So I encourage you to take a look at that, uh, review it. And then if you have questions or concerns about any of this, I'd love to talk with you about it after, okay? Um, But this goes both ways. Um, I just don't want to tell you what we expect of you. Uh, You have opportunity to talk to your teachers as well and to get to know them. And so uh, we're actually going to try and keep class short this morning. And following the dismissal of class, there's going to be a time downstairs where we're going to have some fellowship and some coffee and some muffins. Encourage you to participate in that. But if you have children in any of our children's programs or youth programs, what I'd like to encourage you to start by doing is going to your class um, and meeting the teacher. Okay, so your teachers are all going to be wearing bright green shirts, just like I'm wearing now, uh, and you'll be able to find them there. Uh, And just, I encourage you, introduce yourself. Um, Thank them for being the teacher to your children. Uh, I'd encourage you, if there's any um, behavioral issues with your child that that need to be discussed, this is a good plan to do that. 
And then finally, I'd encourage you to just ask the Sunday school teacher one question. Uh, and you can choose the question, but some suggestions would be to ask something about class, like, hey, what are some of the Bible lessons that we'll be learning about in the next few weeks? Um, or maybe you want to ask the teacher something. Maybe you want to say, um, hey, what, what inspired you to get involved with, with teaching children? Um, or maybe just something fun. Maybe you just want to ask them what their favorite ice cream flavor is. That's okay. okay? Just, just something. We want to start building a relationship between the parents and the teachers. And maybe you already know the teacher. That's awesome, too. Still go in and say hi uh, and just take a minute to thank them. I think that's a really important step and a really practical thing that we can do. Uh, this morning. Uh, and I'll mention as well, that's true for your Sunday school teachers that are in these classrooms, but that's also true for Ed and Karina here in bright orange shirts. Uh, and if you've got kids in grades four to six, they run our Spark program. So this is also a great opportunity to talk to them. Or if you've got kids in Ignite, that's for our kids in grades seven to 12, uh, I encourage you to come talk to me. And again, I'm wearing a bright green shirt. so. Should be easy to find, hopefully. All right, so I've been talking to parents. Uh, I know not all of you have children right now that are in that kind of K to 12 age range. That's okay, I wanna talk to you too, because the research says something else. It says parental involvement is important, but it also says that we need to do something that we call stacking the stands. And basically what I mean by this is instead of thinking about our ministries to children and saying something like, you know what, we need to have one leader for every five kids. The research says we actually need to think about this the opposite way, that we need to have five adults in the church that are involved in every kid's life. So it's the same five to one ratio, but we've just flipped it around. The reason we call it stacking the stands is if you think about uh, if your kid plays a sport or if they play an instrument or perhaps... Um, perhaps they're in a school play, something like this, uh, then when they perform, then you want to have people there to cheer them on, right? You want stands full of people cheering your kids on in these endeavors, in music, in sports, in whatever it is, right? And the exact same thing is true when it comes to our children's faith um, and their faith journey. And so it's important to have adults that are there to cheer them on in all areas of life, right? Uh, it's the whole idea that, that it takes the whole community to raise the child, right? And so we all have an important part in this. So with this in mind, I'm going to spend just the next 10 minutes or so before I dismiss you. Um, and, and we'll talk a little bit about our other classes as well at that point. Uh, but just spend the next few minutes talking about what our various family ministries are. These aren't necessarily all of our programs, but these are many of our weekly programs that are going to run throughout the year. And again, for some of you, maybe you're going to hear this and you're going to think, how is this relevant to me? Um, but I think it is. I think even if you don't have kids, even if you never volunteer with Sunday school, uh, the fact is you're still part of this church family, uh, which is the family that these kids are being raised up in. And so we want you to be part of the group that's there to cheer them on. Uh, because the goal is not just to have good children's programs or good youth programs. The goal is to have young people that are wholly part of our church family. 
And so as I present these ministries, I'll present some ways that anyone, parents, not parents, that they can get involved with these ministries. But even if that's not your gifting, even if you're never going to volunteer for any of these ministries, um, I think it's good for us all to be aware of them, okay? So first thing I'll mention is our Sunday school program. Right now we have Sunday school programs for our preschool kids right up to grade 12. Um, And for most of these age groups, we've been able to work on a rotation so we don't have the same teacher teaching all year long. Instead, teachers commit to about three and a half months a year. Uh, This is because we don't want it to be an onerous commitment, something that that you feel like you're stuck with. Uh, It's also because it helps to stack the stance. You've got three adults instead of one adult that's investing in your kid throughout the year. Um, At the same time, it means we need more volunteers than we might otherwise need. And so we're always looking for volunteers in this area. And if you're interested in helping out with that, you could come talk to me. You could talk to Ryan Carroll back here. You could talk to Linda Ason. You could talk to Robin Carter. Uh, We'd love to to connect you there. Uh, And I should mention that you don't have to commit to being a full-time teacher right away either. You could say, I just want to be a substitute or I want to be a helper or I want to come in just for a few weeks just to watch and see if this is even a fit for me or not, right? Those are all options. Uh, We also have Youth Assembly, which is our program that runs during second service. Uh, We take the kids down to the gym, uh, and we do some programming with them. Uh, And I just want to emphasize that this is not just a way to take our kids out of service so that they're not a distraction. This is actually an important time uh, to have our kids worship and to teach them about God's love, Um, And so this is an important time. Uh, This is an area where we definitely need some volunteers. Um, And so if you're interested in teaching a lesson, leading a craft, or even just being present is huge. Even if you don't lead anything, to be down there as a parent uh, is a huge help to me. Uh, So if that's something that interests you during second service, um, then then please come talk to me. I'd love to talk with you about that. Our SPARK program. Uh, Maybe to talk about our SPARK program, I'll start by talking about VBS. Vacation Bible School is a highlight for many people in the year. Uh, It's a time that we have about 100 kids come and they join us for a week of singing, of learning about God, of doing crafts, and so many other things. And about half of those 100 kids that come in are going to be kids that are actually from our community. They don't attend a church on a regular basis, so it's a good outreach. Um, But if you consider, hey, what if we could do something like VBS, but do it all throughout the year so that we have an impact beyond just that one week? Well, that's exactly what Spark tries to do, okay? That's their goal. Um, They, once, once a month on a Friday evening, kids in grades four to six are invited to come to the building, and they do all all the same sorts of things. They sing, they play games, they have a Bible lesson, they have crafts. Um, And much like VBS, it's one of our best programs at actually reaching out to kids who might not normally attend church. It's one of our best outreaches to our young people. Uh, So I'd encourage you, maybe maybe you love VBS and you'd like to be involved with something similar year-round, or maybe you like the idea of VBS, but it's not something you're able to help with. Maybe you work during weekdays during the summer, and so it's just not possible for you to be there, but you'd like to be involved in something similar during the year, well, this is a great opportunity for you to come um, help. 
Um, lots of different ways, again, you can help crafts, games, lessons, uh, even just being present or helping with snack. Uh, so I'd encourage you, if that interests you, then once we're done here and dismissed, again, Ed and Karina are in the bright orange shirts. They'd love to talk with you about that and the opportunities that are there. And then finally, I want to mention our Ignite program. This is our grade uh, 7 to 12 youth program that meets on Friday evenings. Uh, we've got an awesome group of teens. We've got an awesome group of leaders. Many of our leaders are young adults who graduated from the program and then loved it so much that they just wanted to, to stick around and to invest in those younger than them, um, which is awesome. It's really great. Um, but at the same time, we also want to encourage that we'd love to have some parents involved there as well um, and helping to, to lead our teens. And so if you're interested in helping our teens grow, then we're always looking for people to help with special events, um, people that want to come every week and help to lead a small group. Um, or if you just want to come hang out for a few weeks and just, just be part of what's going on, that's great too. Um, Again, I'd love it if you could come talk to me and, and we can help get you connected that way. The other thing I want to mention with regards to Ignite and our teens is that I'm excited this fall um, about an opportunity that we have. Um, as we already said, parental involvement is a huge thing and I believe it's important for parents to have a chance to network with each other, um, to learn together, to discuss together, uh, in speaking about many of the issues that, that you face as parents. And so with this in mind, this fall we're going to be running a class for parents um, during this time, uh, right now, so during our 10-10 class time slot. Um, and it's going to be for parents of teens. And I'll be the first to admit to you that I am not the parent of a teen. I never have been. I've never been a parent at all. Um, and so I'd like to say I'm going to facilitate this class um, rather than maybe teach it. Uh, so what I, what I plan to do is bring in some resources from some of the top youth experts, um, some of the researchers, some of the youth speakers, and we'll go over that material together. We'll watch some videos, that sort of thing, and then we'll have times to discuss and to, and to have conversations about these things. Uh, and so I'll be there to facilitate those conversations, but we'll have some, some teaching from some key experts as well. Uh, and, I, and I believe that class is going to be in the gym. So starting not next week, because next week I'm gone with the teens uh, on a camping trip, but the following week, September 22nd, uh, we'll begin that class. And so I encourage you, if you're a parent of a teen, you're invited to be there. Maybe you have a teen that just recently graduated. Uh, we'd probably let you sneak in too. Um, or perhaps, perhaps you've got kids that are going to be teens in the next couple of years and you're kind of looking ahead to that, you're welcome to join us as well. Um, yeah, we'd love to have you there. Having said that, there's also a great class in here, and so I just want to spend a minute introducing that as well. Um, Kevin's going to be teaching starting in a few weeks. Um, using material from a, a course by N.T. Wright, who's one of the top, um, top Bible scholars of our day. And he's put together something called the 15 Essential Biblical Texts, kind of 15 passages of Scripture that every Christian needs to know. Uh, and this is just kind of a summary of what, what the course is all about. It says, no matter where we are in our spiritual journey, 
We all need guidance through life's challenges. In this engaging series, we invite you to explore the wisdom found in 15 key biblical texts that you can use to bring deeper meaning to your life. Hosted by Professor N.T. Wright, this series examines the impact each of these critical Old and New Testament texts has on, its, on their own life, uh, on his own life, and how the lessons contained within can help you to improve your relationship with God, too. Uh, so there's 15 passages. I don't think we're going to do all 15 because there's not that much time before Christmas, uh, but, but Kevin's going to pick some of the highlights out of there. Um, but before that, so this is going to start in a few weeks. Before that, starting next week, um, we're actually going to do something a little different. While Kevin's away, there's going to be a few weeks uh, where we have a lesson uh, using some videos that are all about intelligent design. And just to give you a taste of what that looks like, we're going to show a video. It's about five minutes long. It'll just get you an introduction to what that looks like, and then you'll be able to make an informed decision about which class you go to. They are marvels of engineering and design. Elegant machines, superbly crafted for life in the sky. Regardless of species, the biological systems required for flight are the product of an extraordinary chain of events. And since Aristotle, science has worked to unlock the mysteries of a bird's development from egg to avian wonder. This intricate process is perhaps best revealed through the study of a chicken embryo, a complex organism that takes shape soon after fertilization as individual cells multiply and organize within a protective shell. In the early hours, you see the foundation for this organism that's coming later on being laid down. You see the, you know, the front and the back and the top and the bottom and all of those things being worked out in this cascade of events. Where's the head going to be? Where's the tail going to be? What's right, what's left, what's front versus back? Already, these major axes are being established. And as these cells are moving and heading towards the places in the embryo where they're going to develop, they're also changing what they're going to do eventually. They're committing themselves, in most cases, irreversibly to particular functional roles. On day two, the bird's spinal cord, ears, and eyes take shape. Its vascular and circulatory systems are established, and its heart beats for the first time. At hour 46, the head of the embryo starts to arch into the fetal position. Throughout the second day, a network of blood vessels branches from the embryo into the yolk. They will transport vital nutrients back to the growing organism. You've got to pay attention to the details. You have genes being switched on and off, interaction, cell communication, 
It's an elaborate dance. It's like a ballet taking place on a stage with thousands of cast members. All of them doing everything they're supposed to on cue, in the right order, in the right sequence, in the right time. The process itself is so amazing. It transcends anything we know. With the groundwork of major systems and organs now in place, the next 19 days are devoted to the completion of their development. So you've gone from that one cell that can become anything and 21 days, billions of different cells doing hundreds and hundreds of different kinds of tasks in the organism. The speed, the efficiency, the elegance of the whole process. What you're seeing is a mechanism at work, information being translated into a physical product at each step along the way. Machines doing jobs. It's absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. So that's just a, a sneak peek at what we're going to be talking about in here. There'll be a class uh, down in the gym for parents of teens and then a young adults class, I think, in the fireside room uh, once again. So those, those will be your Sunday class options in the fall. Excited about all of those. I uh, encourage you to participate in one of those. So that's it for me. I'm going to dismiss you in just a second. We've got coffee and muffins in the gym, but again, if if you're a parent and you have kids in any of these programs, I encourage you to go meet your teachers. Look for the bright green or orange shirts. Um, the, the teachers will probably still be at their classes there, so that's the best place to meet them. And then again, just one more time, introduce yourself. Thank them for teaching your child. If you've got behavioral concerns to talk about, you can do that. Uh, and then just take a minute to ask them a question, right? And uh, also on the way out, just at the tables right by the doors, you'll find these documents. I encourage you to grab one of those as well. Okay? That's all I got. You're dismissed. <laughs>